clock is ticking for Eddie Sinclair, who's about to learn he has less than an hour to confess his darkest sins. Can you talk your way out of the hands of death? We'll find out in the conclusion to our Holiday from Hell special just after this. I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high-quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere. You know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples. And so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, I'm Fred Greenhalgh, your host of Undertow Realms podcast, delving into the weird and the wicked. Last time we found Eddie Kincaid rolling into Langley Roadhouse late on a Christmas night, trying to get back on the road to a perfect scheme he'd hatched. But now the doors are closed and the only way out is by telling the truth as we get into part two of Last Call. You're telling me I'm in hell. Not quite. You think pretty women serve you drinks in hell? <laughs> okay. Enough. Open the door. I don't know who you are, but I don't believe you for one fucking second, you fucking crazy bitch. How about now? Now, yes. Good. We've got less than an hour. What do you want? I don't want anything. I don't care where you go. But if you don't want to go south, you should come clean. About what? I've never hurt anybody. What were you trying to do to me just now? Sell you insurance. Come on, Eddie. Who are you trying to fool? I mean... <laughs> go on. Look. When I was growing up, I didn't have too much, okay? My dad, you know... He, he was a cop, and then he got fired for misconduct, and then he was just a drunk. If I wanted to have pocket change, or even, like, pockets, I had to figure something out. 
So I started hanging out in this pool hall in Old Orchard Beach. I got to the point where I could pretty much crush anyone blindfolded. So the locals knew not to mess with me, but there was always a steady stream of guys, you know, coming up for the weekend, cheat on their wives, you know, in a party town, didn't know any better. So I'd hang around the back table, play bad on purpose, and then I'd go to the bar for a Pepsi and I'd flash some money. It always worked, these jerks just start sweeping in. So I'd fidget a bit, get a little tongue-tied, and then lose at least a couple games, get their confidence up, get their wallet open, and then I'd cut loose. I made a few grand every summer. But it wasn't like I was stealing from anyone. They deserved it. Why? Well, you know, you can't cheat an honest man. So everyone you took from had it coming. As far as I know, yeah. Well, I did try blackmail once. Go on. (laughs) There was a summer yacht club community maybe an hour away from me. Rich Kids Central. I got a job bussing tables at one of the restaurants and made some friends with a couple of the guys. Hooked them up with cigarettes and beer and got myself invited to some of their parties. Man, I felt like such a fish out of water. These guys just floated on top of the world like they were entitled to everything. No concept of what it was like to be a guy like me. But the one thing they all feared? The wrath of their parents. So I snapped a few Polaroids of them, you know, in compromised positions. Okay. I told them they could get them back for a couple hundred bucks, or I'd send them to their folks. All but one guy accepted. He made a go at me before he saw a look in my eye that gave him second thoughts. I knew who his dad was from the restaurant, so I tucked the photos in with his restaurant slip one night. What happened? For a moment, the look on the dad's face was worth more than $200. But then, you know, later, I learned that Pops put his kid in the hospital. Apparently, he had anger issues. I honestly felt bad. But I had no idea that was going to happen. I I, I never would have done it if I knew. Survey says you're leaving something out. You want me to say I broke the rules? I did. I learned early that playing by the rules doesn't get you too far because the world's just a big casino and the house always wins. And someday the world might be in my bar counting its sins, but for now, it's just you. Fine. What do you want me to tell you? That I sold fake Windex to bored housewives? That I cleared 40 grand booking and canceling imaginary concerts? Ran fake mail order correspondence course, got folks to advance me their car titles for gambling money. Yeah, Bobby, I've done a thing or two, okay? Okay, we're still here, Eddie. That's it. That's everything. Fifteen minutes till midnight. Anything you're holding back in your heart, now's the time to share. If I tell you, you'll let me go? Yes, I'll let you go. Okay, but you gotta know the whole story. I'm listening. So my mom was a church lady, you know, the Old Testament kind, you know, from the beginning. She wanted me and my kid sister, Cassie, 
to know just how little we measured up in the eyes of the Lord. Other kids got to go to movies, sleepovers. We had to memorize scripture. It sucked. But it was okay, too, because I had Cassie. She had me. When I got old enough to work, I tried, you know, working a couple honest jobs. But I just couldn't handle working for the hypocrites. You know, bosses who treat you like shit while they're making hand over fist. So I started looking for ways to work outside the system, make a few bucks, but not hurt anybody. But eventually, you know, I, I got caught. They sent me to juvie. When I got back, my mom and dad kicked me out and I wanted Cassie to come with me and she didn't. The worst part was looking upstairs and seeing Cassie looking down at me from the bedroom window. You know, she just sort of waved. Looking back now, I get it. You know, she had no power over what they were doing. It was a kind of household where dad's word was God's. I had no idea where to go. A kid I met in juvie told me he just landed some jobs selling soap door to door out west, but they were short one guy. Did I want to join the crew? He told me the terms, all cash under the table, and the big earners were cutting 500 bucks a week. Best part is you get to roam around, see the country. I was out of Maine within the week. Go on. Life was hard. The soap selling gig didn't really work out. I, I quickly found out it was a pyramid scheme and the only guys making money were the ones casing places in the day and then breaking in at night. I was uncomfortable with all that. So I split one night. I got myself a bus ticket to New Orleans. Oh, I fit in a little better down there. Learned how to make a decent living hanging around those horse tracks, upgraded to betting on pro sports. Finally, I went to big leagues out in Vegas before I was chased out of town. Then the internet came around and life got easier. There was a lot of grifting you could do without even leaving your house. Somewhere in there, my pops died. Played chicken with a tree on the way home from the bar one night. <laughs> Didn't even find out about the funeral till a month later. Look, Bobby, I'm not proud of what I've done. But my life hasn't been easy, and I've always tried to keep from hurting people. I hadn't heard from Cassie for maybe two years. She managed to track me down. I want to say I was living in Kansas City at the time. She told me my mom had been diagnosed with terminal cancer. Mom never treated Cassie right. Dad thought corporal punishment was a way to get me on the straight path. But Cassie was mom's project. And her philosophy was that constantly belittling her and reminding her of how poorly she measured up in the eyes of the mighty Lord might scare her straight. So when I heard the old hag was sick, I told Cassie, she didn't know her anything. I, I begged her to stay in school and, and make something more of her life, but she didn't listen. She was too good and kind to abandon her. So, she went home to take care of mom, and mom hung in there for 11 years. Cassie never complained once. And at the end, Cassie asked me to come home to say goodbye. Mom was in a bad way, and I found her will. 
She left the house to Cassie. And I... changed it. So the house got left to me. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. She'd given up her whole life to care for that woman. I was running hard from debts that were about to come due, and I thought flipping the house, the family house, was the only way to get myself back to zero, maybe start my life over again. And the real kicker? I lost the house! Anyways, it was 2007. I had a buddy at a hedge fund who told me that if I could get my hands on some capital, he could make double-digit returns in the housing market. So I thought, you know, well, maybe there's a chance to make things right there. You know, I, I got my bank loan against the equity in the house, and for a while, we were flying high. It looked like I'd be able to pay off the debts, make a tidy profit, make everything even. And then, well, you know what happened. So I just left. I haven't really talked to Cassie since then. She keeps making overtures, calls me up around Christmas, sends me birthday cards. But I just, I wasn't able to own up to it, what I did. And now it's too late. If I could just talk to her one more time. What's that? Looks like someone wants to grant your wish, Eddie. Should I? Go on, pick it up. Hello? Hello? Cassie. Cassie. I'm so sorry. I should have come to your place for dinner tonight. Please don't hang up. Eddie, I thought you were dead. I went to your funeral. I am. I... I'm sorry. I, I can't explain. I only have a couple minutes. I... Uh, thank God I have a chance to say this. I've held it inside for too many years, and it just ate me alive. It made me so ashamed, Cassie. And that shame just destroyed me. Not because I couldn't handle hating myself. That part's not new. Because I couldn't handle you hating me. What are you talking about, Eddie? I'm so sorry, Cassie. It was supposed to go to you. Mom left it to you, and I stole it because I needed the money. And then I lost everything. I know all that, Eddie. Huh? You knew? Yeah. And... Are you... Mad? No. No, I'm not mad, Eddie. I could never be mad, Eddie. But I'm sad. I'm sorry. That house was rightfully yours. Forget about the house. You ran out on us when I was a sophomore in high school. And I saw you, what, maybe seven times since then? And never without you pitching me on whatever get-rich scheme you had cooking along at the time. What I'm sad about, Eddie, is that you never met my daughters. I never got to show you my new house, or hear that laugh of yours at the end of a big holiday dinner. I miss betting quarters on games of Uno, 
and you playing darts at Game Zone to win me a stuffed animal, and us riding our bikes around. I'm sad, because what I really lost was my big brother. All that matters, all that's ever mattered, is you and me. Family, Eddie. I wish I could have gotten you to see it. So... You forgive me? Yeah. Yeah. I forgive you. Cassie. Cassie, I... Cassie! Cassie! If you'd like to make a call, please hang... Well done. That feels like a few hundred pounds came off my shoulders. I can't believe it took me so many years to do it. God damn it. I should have done that a long time ago. You really should have. What? As promised, you're free to go. But I'm afraid you still have some unhappy customers. Oh, Sonny. Sonny, what happened? Help me up, pal. Help me up. Ah! Jesus, fuck! It's cold. It's cold walking over here, but I was thinking, what's taking my good friend Eddie so long? What's wrong with him? He broke into the goodie bag just like you told him to. Bad news for Sonny is that it was laced with fentanyl. After he got impatient waiting for his pal Eddie to come over, he went out for a walk in the cold where he froze to death and apparently kept on walking. What? Oh, come on. Oh, come here, come here, come here. Oh, and there's Florence Dixon. Her husband took her out in a murder-suicide after he lost their house and retirement savings on a bad bet you talked him into. Hi, Eddie. I've been wanting to meet you for a long time. Oh, I'm Florence. Ah, oh, here's and Jim Callahan. He actually did think he had insurance on his motel before there was a lightning strike and it burned down. Oh. And he found out you'd conned him into a bullshit policy. Eddie, let's talk about that Matt truck. Bobby, talk to them. I passed judgment, right? Cassie forgave me. If she can forgive me, anyone can forgive me. Looks like you'll have an opportunity to test that theory. But you said... Eddie. You said... I, I thought... Eddie. No! Come on over here. No! Eddie. Hey! Come on. Hey! I didn't mean... No! I'm Eddie. sorry! I'm sorry! You lied to me, Bobby! You lied to me! Oh! You cheated! Don't worry, Eddie. I heard you can't cheat an honest man. Well, dear listeners, we know for whom the bells are tolling as we say goodnight to Eddie Kincaid. Don't forget that whatever you want to say to people, you had better do on this 
side of the veil because there's no second chance once the curtains close. On behalf of Undertow, I'd love to wish you a delightful solstice season. We'll be back in the new year with more tales of the weird and the wicked. Catch you then. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Last Call was written by Sean French and Fred Greenhalge. Produced by Fred Greenhalge, Rhoda Bieza, and Marco Palmieri. Executive producer, John Brooks. Directed by Fred Greenhalge. Production manager, Devin Shepard. Production coordinator, Ash Beecher. Starring Lee Turgeson as Eddie and Alyssa Fraden as Bobby. Additional voices by Lori Hamill, Michael C. Bizzuto, and Deborah Rain. Creature sounds by Fred Greenhalgh, Devin Shepard, and Angela Yee. Casting by Sunday Bullion Kennedy and Meg Warman. Dialogue editing by Fred Greenhalgh. Sound design by Rory O'Shea. Original music by Marcus Pagala. Last Call is a Realm original production. Undertow is a production of Realm, hosted by Fred Greenhalgh, produced by Nicole Kreuter, associate produced by Devin Shepard, executive produced by Fred Greenhalgh, John Brooks, and Molly Barton. Find more shows like Undertow on Apple, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are served. <laughs>